0: Hey, boo, how you doing?
1: Hello. I'm fucking freezing my tits off because it's finally fucking Girl, cold in New <laughs> York. it's so
0: fucking cold. I can't handle my fucking life about it. And yesterday, for whatever reason, my apartment was like, I mean, AC is fine, right? Like, no, it's right?
1: <laughs> It's not, you know, basically December. You're like, you're good with this, right?
0: And also, while everyone tells me, and I know... It's factually correct. I don't actually appreciate everyone being like, you know, it's gonna get worse, right?
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm aware, but I'm like, I'm
0: aware. In I'm denial. not happy about it.
1: Thank you. I'm trying to pretend that this is as bad as it's gonna get.
0: Yeah, I'm certain it's gonna get worse.
1: <laughs> so much <laughs> That's worse. That's kind of
0: how it works up here.
1: <laughs> I invested in a teddy coat finally, and I'm, yes! I've got to say it's uh, it's very helpful. It's Game definitely, changer, baby. yeah, oh for sure. It's definitely. I'm wearing it right now. It definitely. Uh, it's really cute. Definitely help. Thank you. I'm
0: a fan because you. you had a pink
1: one no yes this one's actually like a coat coat like a long long yeah that one was a like a hoodie and it was Mm. strictly for the house it was not cute (laughs) enough to wear out that was a no one's gonna see me and I look halfway homeless it's not
0: um. uh you didn't it was adorable I really liked it (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank
1: you uh this one I could wear out this one is acceptable um, and it is it is very warm, so hopefully I might make it through the winter without turning into a human popsicle. You just yeah. like find me in the street outside a back pocket bar. you're like <laughs> <laughs> did you ever
0: see um the movie Scrooged? Oh God, when I was a kid, yeah, oh, uh, it's so good. um, uh, but it is the classic, yeah, classic. uh, Bill Murray hated it, which uh really my heart. I yeah. don't think I realized he hated it. He fucking hated it uh. But I guess I watched it at a really formative age. <laughs> that it that movie is responsible for two of like my biggest fears. It's
1: weirdly terrifying that movie. Absolutely. fucking ludicry. Yeah. It's I know it's supposed to be a kids movie, but like no, it scares the shit out of me. I think maybe that's why I like it. Is it supposed
0: to be a kids movie?
1: I assume so. I think
0: it was just like the '80s, and parents didn't give a fuck. It didn't parental control anything. <laughs> that's probably more. It probably wasn't. <laughs> I think that's more accurate.
1: Wasn't actually uh, marketed to children. They just happened to watch it. That's uh. what
0: I. That's what I think. I don't know. Marketing team of Scrooge let a bitch know. But yeah, it's fucking terrifying because it's essentially uh, Christmas Carol. Yes, and it's Frank Cross, who's Bill Murray, is like this executive at some network like NBC, but it's not NBC because, you know, licensing, whatever, it's something like that. And they're putting on a production of the Christmas Carol, like a live production of it to film for Christmas. And the Christmas Carol is also technically happening, like in his life. And he gets visited by all the different ghosts, blah, 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 whatever. So one, I am deathly terrified of cremation. (laughs) <laughs> even though you're dead because of this fucking movie cremation <laughs> okay. is like absolutely the fuck not <laughs> no hard pass because when he goes into like you know christmas future or like christmas future whatever the fuck where it's like yes oh i he know thinks it's... it's his brother that's dead mm-hmm. and it's him and he's like well what's i mean i can't i'm, I'm spoiling this but also like it's a christmas carol like also it's been on. out forever if you haven't seen it by now like christmas come carol's on. been out for like a billion years it's a classic and it's scrooge come on yeah come on So you see the coffin going into the, like, furnace, and then it, like, a second later, he's in the coffin, and you see the flames coming up, and he's freaking out. Oh, my fucking God.
1: It is very terrifying. Yeah.
0: I understand you're dead, but that was, like, this is a, this is a no from me, dog. Absolutely fucking not.
1: Here's the thing, though. In that scene, he's not dead. He's alive. So it's it's fucking, that's why it's terrifying, too. Yes. So, like, I get why it's horrifying. Yes. I get it. That and was then, a very scary scene. What's the other one that gets you? The
0: other one is the subway grates. Like <gasps> he falls through, and then Don't like he to sees... walk on them. No, because this fucking movie. Yeah, so he 100%. falls through, and then he sees a guy from earlier who's like completely frozen, like uh, Al,a like Jack in yes. the Shining. Yes, yes the, yes, the pocket watch. <gasps>
1: That's funny. I didn't remember where my fear of walking on the fucking grates came from until you just said it. But that is one hundred percent where it is. I I will do it if it's like it's a tricky. I have to, and the person won't let me like physically get over. Mm -hmm. But like if I can avoid it, I will. Even have to walk like weirdly around it, and I look like an insane person. Yeah,
0: literally fucking insane. Yeah, Scrooge did this to us.
1: Yes. Still a great movie, though. Still an amazing movie. I feel like it was further cemented when I watched the John Oliver show about the infrastructure. And then I was just like, I don't trust anything anymore. So like, no, I'm good.
0: I'm not going to. Yeah. Everything's falling apart all of the time. Yes. Yes. Correct. (laughs) Our tax dollars, what the fuck are they going for? (laughs) It's
1: like, I'm just not going to take my chances. Like, it's probably not going to happen statistically very small, but like, it's not zero. The possibility is not zero.
0: Yeah. So like, just walk on the concrete.
1: Yeah. Just walk on the concrete you're good
0: exactly you know and even that's fucked I have definitely sprained my ankle many times just walking oh yeah down the streets of Manhattan
1: the doors too to like go in the basements I mm. avoid some of them I avoid that more than the subway grate some of them are sturdy some of them are fine and then some of them you like actually it like will dip really Mm -hmm. hard you're like oh okay cool that was you know me Mm -hmm. peeing myself just a little bit amazing
0: absolutely Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) the joys of New York City (laughs)
0: Facts. Uh, it literally is like an obstacle course. The second you get out of your apartment, You're like, what's going to happen today?
1: I'm dodging people. I'm jumping
0: over. Am I going to be run down yes. by a Postmates guy who's going the wrong fucking way on the goddamn sidewalk? Probably. And
1: then have him call me a bitch? Yes, probably. <sighs> yeah.
0: It is not your right of way, sir.
1: <laughs> it's pedestrian right of way. You son of a bitch.
0: Exactly. Yield to pedestrians. That's yes. a fucking thing. Yes. Thank
1: you. <laughs> uh, but Scrooge was terrifying and I get why we were all traumatized by that I don't absolutely. think anyone I don't think anyone came out of that movie unscathed to be perfectly honest
0: for sure absolutely. you, you really
1: got in my head about it not being a kids movie because I have always been certain it is a kids movie but maybe that's just because like, I assume anything that's rated PG is automatically a kids movie is it PG? we're gonna look is it up it?
0: I assume so it shouldn't be yeah hold on
1: It's terrifying enough to be at least PG-13. It's PG-13.
0: Okay. Okay. That's correct. That makes sense. I definitely saw it before I was 13 because it came out in 1988. So it's definitely before I was 13. The scene where he's in the elevator with like who, like death, quote unquote, and he thinks it's one of the the actors for the show. And he opens the like, cloak and there's like all of these like screaming people this is the most traumatizing movie fucking ever this and return to oz with the fucking headless room yeah the most traumatizing shit ever and was like yeah uh so there you go guys
1: christmas movies can be terrifying too can be a horror Absolutely. movie in and of themselves <laughs>
0: exactly speaking of this is another fucking horror podcast i'm monique sanchez i'm amy traden so we got a piece of mail what yeah not From email, real live mail. Real live mail. <gasps> oh my god, what the fuck? From Haley. Haley! Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl, hey. And like a very lovely card. <gasps> <laughs> it says eat cake bitches. <laughs> yes. Haley. I fucking obsessed with you. <laughs> I love that so much. Hey queens, so this whole thing was supposed to be for your first anniversary, but you know, life happens. I'm always one of those who is down for getting presents, so I figured better late than never. Hope you both enjoy it, and maybe I'll get something done for each of you for Festivus. Again, love you both, and hope one day I get to see you at a live show. Keep it cute, keep it creepy. Haley. Haley! Oh, hey- that's
1: so sweet you did not have to do that you
0: didn't have to do anything just other than be your rad fucking self i can't handle it oh my gosh reveal i know right Uh, uh, i feel like it's christmas come early girl oh my god
1: oh my god what is it? it's embroidery isn't it (gasps) oh stop everything. Are Monique and I going to have to fight to the death over this? Is that the- I think so.
0: I think we (laughs) might have to have shared custody over this.
1: We might. Okay. That's fair. That's very fair. Okay.
0: So Haley has made us a needlepoint that says, keep it cute, keep it creepy. It has skulls on it. It has bats on it. It has little spiders.
1: Oh my God. And like poppies, poppy flowers. (gasps) It is so beautiful. And so Haley- Haley. You are fantastically talented. Girl. Like I cannot handle this for one fucking second.
0: Not for a single second. Oh That is
1: so sweet and so beautiful and so My personal God. and like
0: it's our sign off in uh, a in a needlepoint. It is just so beautiful. It's so beautiful and so thoughtful. It's and so perfect. So <gasps> rad. I, we're gonna have custody. Over we are. I would say that is yeah because we have to. It's like, so beautiful. Thank Haley. you so much, Haley. Thank you so much. I can't handle this. this I is can't amazing. handle this. Um, Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> That's all oh my like gosh. I, I'm
1: going to send her something. Haley, I'm sending you something. You need something in return. That was the cutest thing ever. So I'm going to yeah. make you something in return and I will send it to you. Is there a return address on yes, there? Yes,
0: there's a return address. Amazing. Um, and Amy's done the crafty done. one of the two of us. So, yes. something. Thanks, girl. We're obsessed with you.
1: Yes! Obsessed! Oh my god, thank you so much. You know us too well, that was the perfect thing.
0: It was the perfect thing. It's amazing. I can't handle my life about it. So, uh, a couple of uh, corrections oh, on yeah. my end from Queen Grace. Grace, hey girl, obsessed with you. Correctionslash slash clarifications. One, the Morgan Freeman movie where I don't have to do anything but stay black and die is lean on me not oh. stand by me. Okay.
1: Lean, stand, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. This is close enough.
0: Well, because Stand by Me is the Stephen King movie where the kids find the body. That's what I thought the whole time you were saying. It. Yes, I, was like,
1: I thought this was a very different movie, and I was like, clearly, I don't know movies. Monique is the professional here; like, no, she no. knows all the people's names, everything. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Ah, okay. No, you were correct because the I, thing is sa- I didn't say a word because I was like, you, your brain is stupid; it doesn't know what it's talking about.
0: It is not at all. Uh, it's a beautiful brain that knows you. all the things. <laughs> I see, because I because the. The to be really pretentious the movie is based on a story called The Body so I always yes, think of it as, as The, the body, body and not Stand By Me because Stand By Me doesn't, doesn't make any sense, make any sense. I'm like, it's about the fighting body <laughs> it's the body but it's not because everyone else knows it a Stand yes. By Me, the cinematic classic and Lean On Me is the Morgan Freeman movie so Lean different. On
1: Morgan Freeman Stand By The Body, okay <laughs>
0: Got it, got it, got it. Mnemonic for next time. (laughs) Tip for life. Lean on Morgan Freeman and stand by by the the body. body. There you go. You got it. Thank you for that correction. Because I knew, because there's so many movies in that time period that like sound the same but are different, like a little bit. Yes. Because it was stand and deliver, stand by me, lean on me. Like it's all in the same time period. You're like, what the (laughs) fuck is this? So Queen Grace, thank you for that. Because I knew it was probably wrong and and i was i was uh validated in that assumption that i yes. was
1: wrong but you obviously were waffling between two names so we knew that you were not 100% and both certain of them this. Were yes. wrong <laughs> so I they were, close. Right. We were the right, close we were in the right we were in the right ballpark i was in the right
0: yeah area code yes but uh and yes Sudafed is used to make methamphetamine
1: i know i did look it up later and i was like thank you weirdly <laughs> you'd think i would know that from like Breaking bad or like my chemistry degree no American dad that's where I fucking know that from <laughs> thank you American dad
0: I only knew about whippets like when I was like 20 really because yeah I'm a fucking square man I don't do anything and it was like an ex-boyfriend of mine who was really upset he couldn't do drugs anymore he was a winner winner chicken dinner let me fucking tell you yep and he was like yeah like whippets and I was like what the fuck and he told me about how him and his friends would go into parking lots and do whippets, and I was like, "Is that something you really want to like advertise?" Is like,
1: <laughs> is this like a bragging story for you? Like, right? Because not...
0: yeah. it kind of sounded like that, and I'm like, "Barking up the wrong tree, homie." But I will say, Queen RuPaul, hey girl, it was her birthday recently. Um, happy birthday! Oh shit, happy birthday! It Did a a, a thing on whippets? Well, it was it not it was a thing about like it was like a, a witty comment of like. It's days like today that make me wonder why I gave up Whippets, and I use it all of the time because it's hysterical.
1: RuPaul, that is such a fucking good line. That's hysterical.
0: Oh <laughs> my god. It's so... Comedy is in its specificity, oh. that's so what's so fucking yeah. great about it. Mm. RuPaul, what a fucking queen. Right?
1: Amazing. Uh, yeah. Nitrous always makes me think of Dennis Hopper and Blue Velvet, which is like a weird place for that to go. Yeah. Me? Uh,
0: little Shop of Horrors. Oh! She likes nitrous oxide. Oh. Uh. Steve Martin, yeah. yes. Fuck yeah. 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 This is not a drug podcast. It's uh,
1: not. <laughs> not <know> if that's <laughs> the, uh, <apparent. laughs> That might have been confusing for a little bit, but yeah, it is not.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, thank
1: you, Grace, for confirming thank that you. it is indeed methamphetamine always, that I make with Sudafed.
0: For your sage um, advice, wisdom, comments, concerns, all of it. Just general We're badassery. Just, we love it. Fuck yeah. We're yeah. just happy to have you in our purview.
1: Oh my god! Right? Fuck,
0: oh. Yeah, she's so bamf. fucking amazing.
1: Right? So fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, totally. So guys, it's a fucking true listener tales episode. Yeah, it is. Which is always, always my fave of all the episodes. Fuck yes. Because you guys have been through some shit. And it's fucking wild.
1: I know. Plus, it's like you get all the love. I feel like
0: it's very. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a big party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start this puppy off, right? Start us off, yeah. My grandma passed away during my freshman year of college. She was a big personality, Italian, and very charismatic. Girl, I know exactly who that is. Right? I love that. On the day she died, everybody on her side of the family, all of our clocks stopped, all at the exact time that she passed. What? And when I say all of the clocks, I mean all of the clocks in the house, in our cars, our watches. (gasps) All of the clocks stopped at the exact time she died. Oh my God. What a fucking power play. Right? She was like, stop everything. Love that. And at that same moment, all of us had either an electronic or automotive problem happen at (gasps) the exact same time. For a month after she passed, the lights would always flicker around me when I would walk into certain rooms and I knew it was her. It still happens sometimes. And I can feel her around me. Mark. (gasps) I got chills from that fucking story.
1: The whole time. Oh my god. That's wild.
0: That is such... You know, I love Italian grandmas, obviously for the obvious, because they're a delight. And they are that big personality. They're always trying to feed you. Yeah. You know, and it's that thing of like, I feel like they consistently do the power play after they've died. Because... My, I think I may have mentioned this on another episode. Uh, my good friend, who's Italian-Irish, her grandmother died uh, last year during COVID, and which was very devastating. She died of yeah, COVID of during COVID. Oh, so it was fuck. like they couldn't be with her and they couldn't, like the big funeral and shit. She had like very explicitly said her entire life she wanted, they couldn't have. So that was like Ugh. a very devastating thing. And uh, she's a very good friend of mine. So I, the least I could do was send flowers. And so I'm like on the website looking for flowers and I don't particularly care for the color purple. It's just not a color I I really like. Yeah, I've never
1: seen you wear it particularly.
0: Right. I just, I don't really care for it. And so I'm going through and I have, I have the arrangement in my cart. And for some reason I'm like, I need to get these purple, I'm going to get these purple flowers, like whatever. So I send them, I send the card, condolences, blah, blah, whatever. I get a really lovely card from her daughter, who's my friend's mother, you know, saying thank you. And then my friend messages me saying, thank you so much for the flowers. They're so beautiful. Purple was her favorite color.
1: (gasps) She was like, "Um, yeah, those I don't like those.
0: Yeah, she's like, the blue ones you have, fuck that, that's bullshit. I want the purple. That's Maybe like a you, fucking yeah. power move from the <laughs> fucking grave. It's like, if I don't get to have the funeral that I want, then I want the fucking flowers I want. At least I'm getting okay, the flowers
1: in the color that I desire, please. Thank you. Exactly. What I a mean, fucking power
0: move. That's so bamf. I want to be able to do that when I die. Right?
1: I was like, I don't think I'm going to have that sort of sway in the uh, afterlife. I don't you know, either. If there is one, but yeah.
0: But I, I want to be like, I, fuck your red roses. I don't want that bullshit. I want some Get lilies. Get out of here. Yes. Class that shit up, motherfucker. <laughs> think, what kind of lady do you think I am? I fucking love that. I do. But to, to be to, able to literally stop, stop the clocks, every yeah. clock at the exact same time? I'd be a little that's scared. That's HBIC I'd be like, yeah, if I, I, like, I ever fucking heard one.
1: <laughs> I would be like on the straight and narrow for the rest of my life. Be like, she's no, she can She's watched, She's watching she me. She sees
0: you when you're sleeping. She knows when you're awake. <laughs>
1: Italian grandmas, <laughs> yes. Uh, Mark,
0: thank you so much for that story. That yes, was fucking amazing. Thank you. Your grandma sounds like a fucking bam. Right? I'm so yeah. into it. Goals. Dude,
1: literally Stop fucking Stop the clock when you die. That's yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I was standing in my parents' room talking to my very sick dad at the time. Stage four esophageal cancer. Oof. Oof. Fuck. And for some reason, I get the feeling something is behind me. Mm-mm. I look into the doorway to the living room, and something about four foot six and fully black, it was nighttime, is peeking around the corner. Get with the their fuck out! <laughs> with their hands on the doorframe. Uh uh. Something about the fact that it's like very tiny too is like extra upsetting to me. I feel like it's the like, the extreme so like if it was really tall it would be terrifying and the fact that it's like really small is also the hands are getting me very unnerving yes <laughs> okay i run towards it this is definitely not for me this no is not definitely me. not Not me. either of us no kudos you've got some cojones on this one i can't <laughs> i can't i run towards it and it peeks back around the door what nothing the fuck oh <gasps> My dad is completely confused when I step back inside the room when I tell him. People who stayed at my house have claimed to see it. My Mm -hmm. mom saw the figure on multiple occasions in multiple places until she passed away. We haven't seen it since.
0: Mm -mm. Ben. Ben! That is horrifying.
1: Horrifying. Again, like, I- I kind of want you to just, like, come protect me at all times because apparently yeah. I'm just willing to, like, run into, like, possible danger to be like, what is this? Which, ben like,
0: and Deb, the dynamic duo. Right? Thank protectors you. Protectors of, you know, the realm. Yes. Not fucking me.
1: <laughs> of the scaredy cats of the world,
0: i.e. <laughs> me and Monique.
1: Thank you. We need you in our lives. Ben.
0: Oh Holy fuck. Thank you, Ben. Thank That's you. That's terrifying. It is terrifying. It also does- I would never go into that house. I'd be like, right? dad, I know you're dying. I can't do this. I'm sorry.
1: It seems almost like a shy ghost, though. It's like, it just like peeks around the corner and it's like, okay, no, I'm not going to bother them. I'm just going to go away. And then it's like-
0: That it's black is very upsetting to me. Yes,
1: for sure. For sure.
0: <sighs> um, I know that when, in the days leading up to my grandfather dying, he did see people around the house who had died.
1: Okay. Family members? Yeah.
0: Like friends That's and family very common, members. apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I do hear that. And that is... And he was someone... Like, he didn't have Alzheimer's or anything like that. He was sharpest attacked till like, the day he died. And assuming there's an afterlife, which is a huge thing we're positing with our podcast, it, we don't know how it works, right? Because we're on this side of the veil. Yes. So who knows if, like, a black thing, you know, peeking around your door... Because to me, I'd be like, oh my God, there's a fucking demon in the house. just like a shadow person. <laughs> what the fuck is this? But maybe it's like, no, that's just. That's just little Barry. He's just, you know, yeah, hanging out over Barry's there. Barry's hanging out. It. He's just, he's the messenger. And he's like, oh, hey, he's on yeah. the way out. His reception's bad.
1: He only comes in in black and white. I don't know why. It's weird. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's not, We're not high def yet. No, over no. Here.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the thing that I guess I have to remind myself of when I hear, like, We actually don't know what the fuck, if anything, is, you know, with the veil and the other side, and if it crosses the veil and what that comes across as, and it's just our like monkey brain interpretations of that shit, like you and me being completely terrified by hearing this story.
1: Yes, there were like worst case possible scenario.
0: Exactly. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's by default on a regular basis. Expect the worst. Be, like, pleasantly surprised when that doesn't happen. And then, like,
0: you're prepared for the worst if it does. That's just a way to live your life the most uh, pain-free way. That's kind of how I (laughs) roll. It
1: it seems kind of, like, sad. I feel like people are like, no, be optimistic. And I'm like, why? I feel like you
0: just, like, kind of assume the worst. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then, like, you're always pleasantly surprised. You're like, oh, that went way better than I thought. And if it goes really terribly, you're also prepared for that. Yeah. Best of both worlds.
0: Life advice. a winter, winter chicken dinner. There you go.
1: <laughs> that always makes me think of the South. I don't know if that's actually a Southern phrase, but...
0: I did a show with a guy who used to say it all the time, and I'm pretty sure he was from Pennsylvania, so... Oh, okay.
1: You can't say it all the time. You gotta, like... It's like a once in a while every, every few months or so, throw it out there.
0: No, it was definitely more than that, but it was always apropos when he would say it. Okay. As long as it didn't get annoying. If it wasn't, like, every... No, he was pretty charming, so he got away with it. Yeah. All right. Winner,
1: winner, chicken dinner, then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. On to the next. I'm from Ontario, where the Shafia family honor murders happened. Fuck. Don't know anything about this. Shafia sisters. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce any of these. Uh, Zainab 19... Shahar, 17, Gidi, 13, along with Rona Muhammad Omar, 52, all of Afghan origin, were found dead inside of a car that was discovered underwater about one kilometer from my uncle's home. Jesus. Discovery video, autopsy photos, and plenty of information on the case are not easily found. But at the time of this case, my father worked in the media. And this case is so much more disturbing than it appears on Wikipedia. L. Fuck. Oh my god. Wait, it just ends there? Yes. <gasps> you tease, L. <elf. laughs> totally. You got the insider scoop. What the fuck? Like Let I l- know.
1: I love it. I get it. I'm not angry with you. I just uh, oh, I see what you did. Okay. Yeah. You left me wanting more. That's fine. We'll just have to become best friends. I'll find out who you are.
0: That's exactly, right? You completed the assignment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah. Damn, I love a little mystery with a good uh, listener tale.
0: I mean, I also know uh, because I have a friend of mine that has a lot of family in law enforcement, and submitted a story many moons ago that was also equally vague.
1: Yes, was that the murder on Middle Beach one?
0: Yes, but I got because it was like I can't, like on record, have things that could possibly like get traced back. back. back Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it's like this is the insider scoop. Oh, Which my Which I think gosh. did I see that there's like working on season two of that? Or oh, did shit. I make that up?
1: I don't know. I feel like they were supposed to be, but it was like right after it had ended, they were just kind of like
0: we're articles. Going all this
1: paperwork yeah, articles like suggesting that they were gonna have one. It wasn't in production or even like greenlit. Yeah. I don't think. But are they actually gonna go through with it and do it? That would be amazing. I have no idea.
0: <gasps> I think so, but also like documentaries take for fucking ever.
1: This is true. Facts. I was like, which is funny because I feel like there's an amazing new one like every (laughs) every week a new one comes out and you're just like, holy fucking shit, I never heard of this thing.
0: Yeah, because they're like, we've been working on it for eight years. Yeah. Shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's very true.
0: I don't know how documentarians do it. I would have given up like year two. I'd be like, this is going nowhere. Get the fuck out of here. I need to move on with my life.
1: No, they just want they'll stick with that story forever. How
0: many Thanksgivings can I have? Where my parents are like, how's that coming along? Still not done, huh? (laughs) Hmm. Still working on it? Still, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. When are you going to get a real job? (laughs) When are you
1: going to be done with this uh, documentary hobby? Thanks.
0: Exactly. Yep. I mean, hats off to you because I consume documentaries like nobody's Right?
1: I'm glad they're out there doing the Lord's work, Monique.
0: Fighting the good fight. Yep. I'm not doing it.
1: No. I'm sitting back on my couch eating popcorn and watching it thank
0: you oh which on a side note i saw this broadway play that was the craziest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life
1: tell me about it you texted me telling me i needed to go and i like read the description it sounds crazy i want to hear your full reaction all of your
0: thoughts so this playwright i don't know how to pronounce his last name because it's h-n-a-t-h okay not hoth i don't know um He's a brilliant playwright. He wrote Doll's House Part 2, The Christians, uh, Hillary and Clinton. Really incredible playwright. I'm a big fan of his. And I knew that he had written a play about his mother called Dana H. And that's all I knew about it. And I knew it was the last week that it was running. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I've heard it's great. I'm gonna... But that's all I knew. I knew nothing. You didn't know anything
1: so going into it? I didn't know anything. <gasps> no.
0: So I just knew that he had written it and that it had gotten really good reviews and that it was closing like several months early. And this was basically the only day I had available before closed to go see it. So the premise of it is that when Lucas, the playwright was his freshman year in college, his mother had been kidnapped for five months and no one knew about it. Really? Holy fucking shit. Because she was still like in contact with them. And I guess was kind of hiding. I, I don't really know. I don't really know. After all of that came out, he had his good friend interview his mother over a series of interviews about this, like audio record the interviews. And the play is those series of interviews cut together and an actress lip syncs the <gasps> interview. It's the actual. Yes, What? I didn't realize
1: that you saying that gave me chills, weirdly.
0: Literally same. just, and it was wild. It was incredible. Uh, Like, it was insane. And granted, like, it's lip-syncing, like, even, like, something, like, banging on the table, then the actress, like, has to make the noise as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: you have to do everything, all, like, the little, even not words, like, little sounds and everything, you have to still be aware of that. And your facial expression has to reflect everything you're
0: lip-syncing still. Yeah. 75 minutes of that. It was incredible. It was one of the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. Damn. Yeah. That
1: sounds really, really crazy.
0: Yeah, and it was supposed to close in January, but it's closing early, and I'm Mm. kind of really devastated about it.
1: I know. I am too, because I really want to go, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to make it into the city. Right, because Sunday is the last day. Yeah. Uh, But- I hope they bring it back if I can't make it. I'll try to make it this week, but-
0: like and i don't even know it's such a specific thing that i don't know how like if it's going to like tour or if like smaller companies are going to do it because they yeah. have to obtain the recording
1: i was wondering to if they do would it. put the recording out as like maybe
0: a podcast or something i have no idea i mean i'm certain that you could probably get like the play and read it oh yeah probably it's yeah the play but i've never seen anything like it yeah that sounds very unique yeah very moving wow yeah and the actress who i mean she's uh deirdre o'connell she's fucking incredible it it was it was like one of the wildest things i've ever seen in my life
1: holy shit
0: yeah since we're on the true crime
1: i know i'm just like (laughs) i want to ask you so many questions obviously i know you don't want to like reveal
0: anything about the play yeah it's just it's wild it was like so fucking wild Holy shit. And that it was over the course of, like, five months. Does,
1: so does she get into, like, how she got kidnapped and everything, yeah. too? Yeah.
0: That basically she, like, used to work at a psych ward. And there was a, a a patient there who was very unwell. And he got released. And he had, like, nowhere to go. So, like, I think it was, like, around Christmas or something. She was, like, because I guess, like, the halfway house wouldn't take him because of whatever reason. Um like she mentioned she brings it up and then she's like, Why don't you just like stay with me and like my husband and you know, we'll like give you something to eat and you know, get like get you on your feet, whatever. And then that works out, but then he becomes like obsessed with her. Fuck. And then kind of won't leave her alone and he like ends up kidnapping her and being like and he's like part of like the Aryan brotherhood and <gasps> shit and like Oh shit, okay. Yeah. Oh, and then it's God. like okay, you're gonna like drive me around and like do this crazy shit and yeah
1: i am so fucking intrigued all right yeah
0: i gotta get my life i gotta get my life right so i can fucking go see this man yeah it's fucking crazy um by the time this comes out the show will have closed so uh i can't make a recommendation to go (laughs) see it but if it ever comes to your town dana h is fucking incredible all right even i'm sure that you could probably get the the play I'm sure it's published. I'm gonna um, yeah.
1: I'm gonna look it up and see if I can read it because I'm intrigued. At least like yeah, from the, it's the story crazy. aspect. Yeah, I know. I, obviously it's not gonna get like the visceral performance, right. but yeah, it's
0: fucking crazy. So crazy. So there's a, a little side true crime for you. Yeah, there you go. I love that. Yeah.
1: All right, moving on to the next story. Yeah. All right. So this one is from. One of my best friends, Julia, who submitted- Girl, yes! our yes! who submitted the, the haunted- The spooky inn. Yes. The, the, B- the B&B. Haunted B&B Girl. story. So she's back with another with submission. A she's yes. got more shit.
0: Fuck Julia, yes. obsessed with you. Fuck yeah.
1: Oh my God, I love her. So Julia says, hi, Amy and Monique. Happy spooky season. This, again, we have a file. So this came yeah. in during spooky season- and you in know between. what? It's always
0: spooky season, baby.
1: Right? Yeah. I loved the recent deep dive into possessions. Now I'm curious about the beliefs outside of Judeo-Christian culture concerning spiritual possessions. Yeah. As you said, they are less likely to be regarded as demonic. So mm-hmm. what does that make them? I remember you saying something akin to, quote unquote, helper spirits. Do they power you up somehow? Am I reading too many comic books? Can I get one on Amazon? anyway that was fun (laughs) today
0: prime baby right give
1: me some helper spirits (laughs) up in this bitch uh this was obviously before your story last week so i mean we had the mary roth helper spirit yeah yeah uh and the cute animal facts killed me genius and also necessary (laughs) facts
0: i'm so glad
1: i love it thanks for being my monday entertainment please do this forever I meant to send you a recounting of an insane haunting that I experienced at work over the past eight months, but the story is so long, I'm struggling to explain everything without stealing hours of your time. So instead, <gasps> here's this. Maybe not for the podcast, but just for the hell of it. Oh, it went in the podcast, Julia. Girl, you sorry, know. spoiler. Is
0: yes. a podcast?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this past week, wasps, the stinging yellow kind, have been following me around. It started on the subway of all places. There was the a fuck? wasp just chilling on my shoulder. My boyfriend noticed it and swatted the air near him to force it to move. He flew around and landed on me again. I used a technique my grandma taught me that always works for some reason. Paraphrasing, she said, whenever a hornet, wasp, or bee comes near you, you must remain calm. Yeah. Think to yourself, I am no threat. Please go away and keep moving along. So I did, and the little guy went away. Oh. Next, I was walking home from work, and one surprised me by flying around my face. I reacted more instinctually this time, ducking and flailing to get away, which must have looked pretty funny from a distance. Still, he was very intent on remaining at my eye level and followed me for a while until I used the technique again. Then, multiple times afterward, I was walking along and there would be one on the ground in front of me, right in my path. Of course, this couldn't just be a coincidence or a consequence of flowery-smelling shampoo. That would be utterly ridiculous. Winky face. Uh. So I looked at the symbolism of wasps and found some interesting things. They are thought to symbolize evolution and the need to take control over the development of your life, which is fun because I'm in a period of great transition about to move (gasps) across the country. And if you can believe the internet, in Mongolian culture, it is thought the spirit of a shaman can inhabit wasps. Obviously, this is the most likely explanation. A Mongolian shaman is trying to make contact with me here in Montreal. Ha. (laughs) Ha. The whole thing got me thinking about animal totems and the possibility of the natural world communicating through them because I think we've all had weird run-ins with animals at some point in our life and wondered, is there something more to this encounter? Like Queen Grace's Portuguese man-of-war story, Portuguese man of wars don't shoal or swarm, they are solitary creatures. They go where the wind and current takes them. So it's not exactly common to meet so many in one place and it's especially weird to pop out unscathed. Is there more to these stories, or should we all just cozy up to the convenient and comforting concept of coincidence? Happy Halloween, Julia.
0: Ah! Julia! Girl. That was
1: so good. So good. And uh, I do kind of feel like that, because I've had a couple of experiences with animals where I was like, that was weird. And if I there's a part of my brain that's outside the logical part of my brain that was like, that was a thing. That was a sign of some sort.
0: Do you have any? Um, not... I don't think I had any, but I remember a guy I was seeing making a whole thing about dragonflies. Yes. I that know apparently, a of people who have things about dragonflies, yeah. That they symbolize, like, a change, but, like, you're on the right path, type of, like, everything's going to oh, be okay. Oh, okay. And that he was going through, like, a really tumultuous time, and this dragonfly, like, landed on him for, like, a minute and a half and wouldn't leave. That To, to the point that he was able to get his phone out and take a picture of it. Wow. And that, it, which, like... They're, like, constantly in motion, yeah. Exactly. And he, it's funny because he's someone who, like, doesn't believe in any of the things.
1: But this was, like, he's like, this is outside the ordinary, yes.
0: I guess the, the timing of it was so... was too coincidental for him to not make note of it. But I, I don't recall offhand anything like that happening to me. I just... I, I just know animals uh, operate on a very different wavelength than we do and I'm very fascinated by that yeah like I know my cats used to always meow at one very specific spot in my bedroom (laughs) um and like I remember uh so I used to have two cats and one of them died and we we buried it in the backyard like we took it to the vet it had to be put down we brought it back and we had like a little kitty coffin it's all fucking terrible and we like brought it back and the other cat was very much, uh, cause my cats were indoor after cats and he was always in and out and he was like very aware of what was happening and like did not leave for like 12 hours yep. was there like for the burial, like always around us. And you could, you could chalk that up to like the smell of decay that like there he was able to smell the decay more than us, but I don't know why you'd want to be around that. Yeah. But I, I just know that they operate, like, on a totally different wavelength than us. Totally. And I think we're very arrogant to be like, it's just a fucking cat or what. But I, yeah. there's some shit they know that we absolutely the fuck don't know. And they operate on their own rules and stuff that is, uh, I think, really fascinating to me.
1: A hundred percent. But I haven't
0: really had, yeah, but I haven't really had, like, a thing of, like, this is very significant that this dog is here or whatever the fuck. <laughs> this dog is here. Definitely not. If it's a dog, I'm like, get the fuck away from me. You're going to kill me eat my face. <laughs> oh my God. Never
1: my reaction to a dog. Literally never. <laughs> oh my God. I got practically tackled by a great date and I was still like, get off me, you fucking goof. Weirdo. <laughs> uh, what about you? Mine? It's <laughs> so it was when I lived on Vashon and this was, mm. it was just not a reoccurring one. So I don't know how like significant you can say it is sure. for that. So uh, it was me and Johnny and Patrick all in the car, and I was sitting in the back seat. but I was sitting without my seatbelt, not safe, I know, but Mm -hmm. it was, you know, very slow road, one road in town, no cars out. I thought it was fine. Yeah. So I was sitting in the middle, and I was looking straight out through the windshield between their seats, and Johnny didn't see it because he was looking down at his phone, his loss, but... I We all said it was a snow owl, but I probably not. It was probably a barn owl, which are also that, like, beautiful white coat. And it was literally in the middle of the road. And when we turned around the corner, it flew up and it was just – it was nighttime. So it's – and it's Fashion Island. There aren't streetlights. Like, it's fucking pitch black. There's only the headlights. And it was just so beautiful and I've never seen anything like it. And it was one of those things, like, it felt very significant. Obviously, it's just Mm. an owl in the middle of the road. But, like – didn't really no, see but, a lot of owls while I lived thing. there. Like, you would hear them occasionally. But, like, and it was, like, in the middle of the road. Yeah. Not, like, in one of the lanes. Like, you like were supposed to see it. In the middle, yeah. And it was, like, me and Patrick both were, like, holy fucking shit. That was the craziest fucking thing. And Johnny was, like, wait, what? And we are like, you missed it. <laughs> the bird is gone. It's gone.
0: <laughs> oh. I don't know. I, I, I feel like you can't discount when you're, like, this is a significant thing. Yes, you know, like, that that was in that um, that series that was, like, ages ago. I'm, I'm blanking on what the name of it was. That Netflix series that featured Stephanie Arnold's story, but, like, left out everything. And it was about, like, psychics like, and, like... Oh, it was, like, Becoming
1: it was Death? It was not Becoming Death. It was, like, something... What was
0: that show called? God damn it. Surviving Death. Oh, you're so close. I was, like, Surviving Becoming Death.
1: Death? That's not right. That doesn't logically make sense. No. <laughs>
0: But I remember there was a thing, one of the stories was about these sisters who their mother passed, and she was like, come back as a cardinal Cardinal. to let us know that you're okay. And the mom was like, girl, I don't know. I'll fucking try. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't fucking know. And that... Uh, like right after a cardinal showed up
1: it landed like on her shoulder on them. and like would not fly wouldn't away wouldn't leave yeah and
0: that they had it in like the palm of their hand and they went to like release it and it released and came back like it yeah w- like stayed forever and sure is that a coincidence maybe but what are the
1: fucking odds of that yeah like there are a ton of cardinals in florida and i fucking love them and i've never had one fly on me ever i've never had a bird just like come and I chill don't
0: think i've ever even seen one like in the wild
1: Really? I don't oh. think so. My grandfather always used to um, call them himself and herself. So he'd be like, himself is here. And you he would know that the male cardinal <laughs> was in the tree. I always thought that was the cutest thing. That's adorable. Um, I'm so glad you remembered that because I was thinking about – that. I was like, oh, there was that fucking cardinal story. And I was like, I have no idea where the fuck that w- – where I even heard that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to bring it up. And I'm so happy you remembered that it was from that show. Got you. You're totally
0: right. Yeah. Fingers in the eyes. Fingers in the eyes, girl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm a feelings – I'm a big feelings person, maybe yeah. to my detriment, but I really just uh, when you feel something, especially very intensely, or something that you're like this is not standard. Yeah, I think there's a reason for that. I think it's because that that is the case, yeah. and your animal brain that's probably ultimately more advanced than our human brain that keeps trying to like justify things and is <laughs> like no to this bury, is a real thing yeah bury the yeah. animal
1: brain it's like you don't know what you're talking about you're an animal it's like right yeah. i know i live with the animals and i survived with them for a long time you should listen right. to me.
0: yes it's like we've survived much longer <laughs> as the animal than not when it
1: was much harder to survive like ten thousand percent. give your animal brain some fucking credit please
0: absolutely yeah animals know what fucking time it is they're, they're real.
1: real uh Thank you again, Julia. I enjoyed. Thank you so yes. much, Julia.
0: Holy fuck. Letting me know how, what's, how your move is going and are there more wasps in yeah. your life?
1: You're, this wasp is going to follow you.
0: You know that. Yeah. A wasp will follow you home. Um, <laughs> a Haunted Mansion. <laughs> All right. I grew up in Hillsborough, North Carolina, and the church that I grew up in is the oldest church in North Carolina. They claim to be the oldest church in the United States, but that's a complicated claim to make. And Hillsborough was the original capital of North Carolina. It's a very historic town, and this church is very old. We have Declaration of Independence signers buried in its graveyard. Lots of short graves that have been whittled down with time. Oof. Oof so it feels very on par that this place would be haunted yeah that tracks I'm, yes mr strudwick was a previous pastor and one of the original founders of the church and mr strudwick was honored in this church in the same way that jesus or god were in a christian church oh shit we paid homage to him we had a big painting of him we had strudrick hall where we congregate every weekend because it was someone's baptism or a potluck for whatever fellowship reason. And people in the community would actively talk about, oh, I saw Mr. Strudwick today, even though he had been dead for ages. Oh, I don't like that. I don't either. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sure it's benign, but I'm not crazy about it. <laughs> yeah. There was one closet in the hallway where Mr. Strudwick lived that we all kind of decided, now I'm not very clear as to whether that was something I was told in a youth group by my friends that were trying to scare me, or something that the elders in the church were like, no, that's where he lives, don't go in there. So when I became a teenager, we started having sleepovers at the church. That's when I had my first experience with maybe Mr. Strudwick, or someone, or something. Oh shit. We would almost tempt him, So we would go up the stairs, which felt very scary because no one would go on the upstairs unless it was Sunday school. And you would hear footsteps stomping and walking around in the hallways, even though no one else was up there. But one of my mom's best friends, who is not into this shit, she's by the book, she (laughs) reads the Bible as if it's a textbook she's reading at school. She's one of those. She, one day, I remember it was around Christmas season, We had a big buildup to Christmas in town. We had a historic candlelight tour that went through all of Hillsboro. And we had this annual Christmas happening called Hanging of the Greens. And at Hanging of the Greens, I remember my mom's friend rushing in shook because Mr. Strudwick had just come out of the closet and walked past her in the hallway. (gasps) And she was just shook. Dude, that just gives me so many chills. She
1: was like, I'm just trying to get my fucking coat, man. God damn it. Dude, seriously,
0: what (sighs) the fuck? She was a non-believer in ghosts, and that happened, and I'm sure seeing him was a lot. A lot of people talked about it. I remember my mom and me having a conversation about it. So it seems that when he died, he just stayed in purgatory there, and I'm wondering if he needs to be released or something. Jamie. Jamie! Holy fuck.
1: I am so intrigued by this, that it's, like, everyone's just talked about it, like, yeah, it's this ghost, like, obviously, like
0: yeah whatever, why no how deal. are you
1: even questioning this like have you not seen him
0: i mean i think it's kind of cool that people are so blasé about no it. i love it yeah it's so
1: it's literally the I complete 180 from what it normally is so yeah.
0: yeah i'd be like what the fuck is this
1: yeah i'm so intrigued
0: and why is he there yeah like, like is he stuck did he do something home. wrong
1: or is he just like this was my church and i don't want to leave it i, I don't want to leave it yeah
0: and if you motherfuckers running it
1: this is my no. congregate. This will be my congregation forever. I don't know. I don't know. Move on though. Like let it. You can yeah. let it go.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's in good hands.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Thank I'm you.
0: assuming. I don't know. I have no idea what church this is. Right. But I would not feel comfortable with this. No, you don't. Know I would not feel comfortable knowing that there's like a ghost haunting my church.
1: Yeah. Now that I'm kind of thinking about it, I actually feel like one of the reasons, like obviously my family wasn't religious, so I wasn't like, you know, dying to go to church. But one of the things that <laughs> did, whenever I got taken there, one of the things that always freaked me out was that there was a huge graveyard, like right next to the church. And again, I always am like, there's that's just like a field of dead people that we're like chilling yeah. past to. Like, I don't really want to be near the field of dead people particularly. I know that those you know- two go hand in hand. We have to like kind of put the church next to the cemetery, but like- did we, though? Couldn't we have, like, I don't know, put some, like, trees in between it or
0: something? I don't know. You know, it's so funny because it's not the first time you've brought up that a cemetery is a field of dead people, which is accurate. It's but accurate. it's a thing that literally never occurs to me. It doesn't occur to me that there's dead people in there. It's just like, oh, look at the headstone. That's interesting artwork. What does yeah. this symbol mean? Let's look it up. And I feel like it's, like,
1: it's like a memorial for you so you're like oh this is like so sweet it's like people you know remember and i'm just like yeah that's where
0: everyone Instead has their here.
1: dead relatives like cool 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 cool
0: that tends to be more of like a new england thing of having the cemetery right next to the church like so miami this miami is um considered one of the worst planned cities ever like it's like textbook they're like <laughs> no one planned this this is a fucking shit show <laughs> Um, we just like tacked on a bunch of things and we were like, it'll it grew, work. Maybe like, yeah overnight yeah. and it was like, ah, you need a car to get everywhere. Yes. Uh, so the cemeteries are like in a very specific place that's very separate from the church. Okay. So, you know, when I would watch, when I would, when I moved up here and I would go to, you know, like, for instance, like Trinity Church downtown, like that, yeah. which is where Alexander beautiful. Hamilton is buried and it's very beautiful. That church, that cemetery is literally right next to the church and. And it's just like a, a very normal thing. Yeah.
1: It is really weird though, because it's like right in the financial district. So literally you're yeah. like walking to like Wall Street and then you're like, oh, there's like a, and you're right, Center. it is like elevated. So it's yeah, like, yeah. there's like a tall cemetery right next to you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's and there's another church really close to that one that's the same vibe. It's it's a really old church. I think uh, it's like George Washington used to go there. It's like on the plaque, oh, it's not Trinity. Okay. It's one a few blocks away. And there's also the cemeteries Right next to because that was just the gig, that's, you know. Yeah, but it it's it's very bizarre to me that it doesn't occur to me that dead people are there.
1: I feel like that's honestly how most people feel about it. I don't think most people really are like thinking of it in that sense, and I don't know why my brain is just like so accurate. Can't let it go. About that? Yeah, I mean it's accurate, but it's like it's such a morbid way to think of it. I don't know, but it's the it's the correct. It's way correct of it. Yes. it is. Yeah, but yeah, in in like rural Florida where I, like, grew up, it was always, like, right next to the church, so literally, like, you'd walk up to the church and, like, the cemetery would be right next to it, and I was always just very unnerved
0: by it. I I think that's, like, the correct way to be. Like, me, I, I used to get shit for being very fascinated, like, yeah. fascinated with cemeteries. It's very fascinating. I, I, it. I like I Then I make it a point to go visit the local cemetery wherever I go. That's yeah. fucking nuts.
1: I love it. Don't say that stop it that is the sanest thing thank i've you. ever heard you fucking live your truth monique
0: yeah i don't i just find them very fascinating
1: no um, they definitely are for sure i mean it's a piece be of history beautiful. you can't yeah, yeah you can't discount that
0: but there's also dead
1: people But the, yeah. it is a the field of dead, of, of dead people yes yes yeah <laughs> that is where everyone keeps their dead relatives it's not it is yeah. a fact yeah so yeah you're not wrong <laughs> thank you i appreciate that i will never <laughs> say no to hearing that in my life so, <laughs> I think like anyone else, everyone enjoys when they get told they're right and they're not in the wrong.
0: Girl, I fucking yep. got you. Yep.
1: righty, yep. ready to regale me with another story? We can stop talking about how cemeteries are just fields of dead people.
0: <laughs> is it me or is it you? Oh. Wait, shit, it is Did me. Did we fuck this up?
1: Nope, it's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we got on this, is the church was haunted and you yeah, told me that.
0: Probably- <laughs> yeah, that's Monique... Sometimes uh, they're tangents. Not sometimes. My tangents are very the long and winding. No, road. it was like, just it you was, don't know how they start. It was so
1: interesting that I was I was convinced that uh, I had somehow told a story in between that.
0: So. <laughs> you did though. You did. I think. I think we were it's stories upon stories.
1: Right. Little yeah. little listener story. Little of our story. Side note story. Yeah. It's like a story smorgasbord. Boom. Bam. I love that. All right. Me too. I love the word smorgasbord, I can't, it's just one of those words.
0: It's not used enough.
1: It is not. It's like, everyone try to use that in your daily life this week. (laughs) See if it doesn't make you (laughs) feel better. I guarantee it will. All right. I don't know how I missed the call for stories about imaginary friends, but I just listened to I Got Skeleton Titties, where you mention it again, so I figured I'd share a little of my childhood.
0: (gasps) Fuck yeah.
1: Fuck yes. While I don't remember anything in particular, my mom said I had an imaginary friend as a small child. Oh. None other than the Man of Steel himself. You have fantastic hey. taste. Yes, correct. Absolutely.
0: Go for the best, baby.
1: Yes, Superman was mine. However, I have an older sister who was born blind and with cerebral palsy, so her life has been confined to a wheelchair. Even though she was physically disabled, her mind was far from it. She didn't have just one imaginary friend – she had many. Oh, shit. I don't remember all of their names or the many conversations she had with them, except for the time one of her friends named Bumper Cars had a <laughs> best name for an imaginary friend ever. Absolutely. Ever. Also, so creative. I never would have thought of that as a kid. That's no. fucking brilliant.
0: I'd be like my friend Jeff. Yeah, like, exactly. You know? <laughs> it, would,
1: it would be like Barbie or what, Jasmine. It would be some Disney thing yeah. or something I had been contacted. Bumper with. Cars is pretty Bumper Cars? Hard. Oh. God damn it! That's great. Bumper cars had a death in the family. Her mother, if I remember correctly, but she was sick and unable to attend the funeral, so her other friends had to make sure to videotape it for her so she wouldn't miss out. I know, right? I can't imagine fielding this conversation. Yeah, no. I know she had many other crazy stories because we used to tell her she should record them, but she never did. She's 43 mm. now, and while those imaginary friends are long gone, every once in a while you can still catch her talking to herself and maybe catch an interesting story or two. Oh, shit. Sorry it's not a spooky imaginary friend story. Stop it. I love any No, I'm so here for this, story. but yes. car is
0: rad as fuck. Right?
1: But hope you enjoyed it. Love listening to you, ladies. And if you ever make it back down to Florida, let me know. Stay safe. Jen from Murder Mittens, Inc.
0: Fuck Jen! yes! But Jen! Yes. Jen, we love you so much. Thank you so much for the story. Yes. If you don't follow Murder Mittens Inc., Do which is my company, on the gram, Murder Mittens Inc. She makes really cool shit. She made us our Plague Doctor yes. um, like uh, stickers, stickers. That she you has some is really amazing. Yeah. Uh, so good. She has um really cool shirts for all of your cute, spooky, macabre needs. Yes. Murder Mittens Inc. Jen, we fucking love you. Thanks so much for that. Yeah, thank you. I've literally never heard of anyone having an imaginary friend.
1: Yes, but now I want one named Bumper Cars specifically. Thank you. It has to be. Goals in my life. If
0: if your name isn't Bumper Cars, I don't want to fuck you. How about that? (laughs) Get the fuck
1: out of here. Seriously.
0: Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) That was amazing. So good. Jen, thank you. Thanks so much. All right, so this is my last one coming up. Yeah. It's a bit of a doozy. Okay, shit. Got to end on a high note. I was camping with my husband and his family at Blue Water Lake. Okay. A small
1: remote l- Already bad. No. Red flag. You're red flag. In <laughs> exactly. danger, girl, run. Run. <laughs> Absolutely. fucking <laughs> Okay, sorry, continue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying is correct. Yes. <laughs> I was camping with my husband and his family at Blue Water Lake, a small remote lake in our state of New Mexico, which has always had many stories of paranormal activity just about everywhere else in New Mexico. Yep. Yeah. Well, on this camping trip, there were about 10 of us off the shore of the lake and one other group of people camping, maybe like six of them, at the next site over off the shore. It was nighttime, and both our group and the other were doing typical activities, making s'mores, having a few drinks, telling stories, when all of a sudden, we all heard what sounded like a little girl yelling for help. (gasps)
1: You know how I feel about children, Monique. But it's a little girl. Like, you want to help her. You're in the woods. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, it's
0: nighttime. This you're is in a remote my nightmare. What do I help
1: this child or do I ignore this? Which is all of my instincts <laughs> <laughs> is to abandon this child in the woods to fend for
0: itself. Yeah. You're like, I didn't hear any yeah. of this. <laughs> the other group of campers asked us if we had any children in the group. We didn't. Neither did they. But we were all positive we were hearing a little girl and decided to search the area we heard the noises from together. Rather quickly, we found something. There was a field behind our campsites, and we all saw a very tall, pure white figure standing maybe 100 feet away from us in the field, making the noises. No, no, we no, 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 no. All the chills. We all agreed this thing looked like maybe six feet tall, skinny and white as can be everyone got quiet but we were all together still and made our way closer to investigate who the (gasps) fuck are these people who are like everyone is so bright you know what i have a theory that did they not watch scrooge is this what happened (laughs) is that i watched scrooge like when i was five years old fucked up forever
1: i have a theory now that once you're like in some sort of weird paranormal situation that like another part of your brain takes over That is not concerned for your safety at all. And you literally... It's almost like alien apathy or like alien... I was going to say. Where like literally you're like, I need to find out what this is. Like you're almost like in a trance. I'm like convinced because I cannot believe that so many people are like willing to just like run into fucking possible... I don't even know what this is.
0: Ghosty, banshee, like what? I am the friend in like the token friend in every horror movie that it's like why are we going in the house why don't we just fucking leave what the fuck are you white people doing crazy white people like that i'm like that friend we don't need to split up and
1: investigate we need to get in the car that works and go
0: the house is alive let's fucking go why are we here no further questions yeah goodbye thanks that's me I'm, i'm not finding out some shit no I will report on someone else's findings for my podcast. (laughs) Yes. That's what I will do. That's the
1: level I'm willing to go to. Thank you. But they're, don't give a fuck. They're walking straight up towards this thing.
0: Oh, absolutely. They don't give a fuck. Like, literally, recently, I had someone be like, oh, are you you planning on recording from, like, a haunted location? I'm like, probably the fuck not. No. (laughs) (laughs) The haunted location you record from is your house, Monique. Your apartment. Yes. Yes. My apartment. And I'm more upset by the fucking subway that runs of low apartment. Yes, and all of the fucking motorcycles and shit.
1: <laughs> Than any sort of haunting presence. Yeah,
0: totally. Dude, seriously. All right. So all these people are the bravest people, the, the bravest little toasters. Kudos. And they all go through to investigate. Whatever it was that we saw started backing off as we got closer okay. until it disappeared beyond some trees. Every single person in both campsites was freaked out by this. And that night, while we tried to sleep, we continue to hear those little girl calling out for help sounds. So no. It gives me chills to think back on this. Oh my god, yes! And that was anonymous. Oh. Uh, trauma of my fucking life. Right? Trauma. That is terrifying. Like, One, you're in the woods, red flag. Yeah. Well, Automatic. it was New Mexico, right? I get, there's no woods in New Mexico? I don't know. I'm terrible at geography. Desert. I guess
1: there's some, I don't know. Well,
0: there's a lake. Isn't a lake and woods aren't they like intrinsically tied, or am I? I don't know. I feel like I went to—I
1: want to I wanna say it's Lake Powell, which is like in North New Mexico, and it was not. Uh-huh. It was like a. It was like a lake in the desert, kind of like surrounded by mountains and stuff.
0: Okay, well, that's and it had know.
1: like desert shrubs and like trees, I guess.
0: I've never been to a lake, obviously. So I only (laughs) know them from well, you know East Coast lakes, which
1: are usually surrounded by like trees and woods and shit, unless it's in a field for some weird reason. Yeah, like
0: Camp Crystal Lake shit. Like I'm like this is all a red flag for me. Um
1: that's terrifying. Absolutely. uh, That like it making children noises, little girl noises.
0: But that it's like a six foot tall thing? Yes. No. I, first of all,
1: if it was making those noises. On how did anyone sleep? I would have been like, I have gotta get out of here. I like need at least four hours. Absolutely. Thanks. Let's yeah. find
0: a fucking Ramada Inn. Yeah, it's just as good as a as a campsite. Yeah.
1: Boom. Oh. I'm so intrigued. I wonder if there is like a like a, a thing legend. That yeah. Yeah. That of that part of New Mexico. Maybe. Yeah. Even maybe thank like you so made, much for that. Yeah, thank you so much. Even maybe like Native American legend or something. I think oh be interesting. shit, yeah. Yeah, because that's very big in that part of the country. Right.
0: That's yeah, horrifying. It is horrifying.
1: That. Thank you, Anonymous, for that, though. Thank I'm, you so much for that. I'm appropriately terrified now. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I thought all I had
1: to worry about was the fucking Taos hum. So there you go. Well,
0: clearly Apparently not, not Yeah, thanks. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. This is the fish officially... The last story of our true listener tales. Let's go. Hey, ladies, I've been listening to your podcast since the first few episodes. Yes. Yes. One of us.
0: One, one of us. us.
1: <laughs> I have to say that it's become one of the weekly things I truly look forward to. So Aww. awesome job and keep it up. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you so much. We're so glad you enjoy our bullshit. Right? <laughs>
1: I haven't really had any noteworthy, strange, or paranormal experiences in my life, although I've always had a bit of a cursory interest in both. Recently, mm. I had an experience that aligns very closely with the aliens oh, <gasps> slash UFO shit! story in the Orifice with a Porpoise episode.
0: Girl! Stop. Oh my god. Guys, The guys, presses. Are we getting our first UFO Amy story? is getting a fucking alien story. If you could see Amy right now. Am I fanning myself dramatically? She is dying a thousand deaths she's literally fanning herself with her hands and then she's like cupping her face with her hands because her smile is so big
1: i'm like fangirling really hard right now and i i'm so you don't know
0: how much you are making her life right now with this alien story making
1: my life like you've made my thanksgiving you've made my christmas this is the best christmas gift ever early christmas fuck yes came early baby. (sighs) oh my god okay It's nowhere near as extensive or involved as Karina's story, but definitely along the same lines. Oh my god. Oh my god, girl. Oh my god. Listening to the episode set some bells off in my head and made me think, hey, this sounds suspiciously familiar. Get the fuck out! Oh my god, this is making all of my dreams come true right now. I'm so thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) Coincidentally, I'm also in Canada, although my UFO sighting takes place west of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada which, for reference for other listeners, is quite a distance from Aldergrove, British Columbia. But being Canadian, anything in a neighboring province seems close, even if it's a 14-hour uh, drive away. I oh, get Oh, shit. It. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Anyway, here's my short story. This occurred recently on October 30th, 2021. Damn. Really girl, recently. recent. Girl. Oh, my God. My husband and I were outside at a family member's home lighting candles in the jack-o'-lanterns we'd just carved in order to see how they turned out. It was later in the evening, probably just after 8 p.m., and everyone else had went back inside for a minute to grab their phones, jackets, and whatever else. It was a chilly, crisp evening, and the sky was remarkably clear, with the stars being clearly visible. I was looking to the west when I saw what I thought might have been a flock of snow geese flying nearby. Sometimes, if snow geese or even Canadian geese are flying overhead at night, the light reflects off of their undersides and makes them slightly Ah. more visible than the surrounding sky. A quick glance initially made me think it was a flock of birds, as they had been migrating through recently, and what I saw was in a V formation similar to how geese typically fly. Uh-huh. However, I realized fairly quickly that what I was witnessing was much too uniform to be a flock of geese, and moving Get in a unison- the fuck out. Yep, that was too perfect to be multiple objects. The object must have been quite a distance away, but as it got nearer, I realized it was enormous. Oh! <gasps> I would estimate it was the size of a football field, but shit. that's hard to judge without knowing how close it was. Holy mm. shit, which is what fucking everyone else says, yes. too. Yes. As it moved, I could make out a triangular-shaped object a few shades lighter than the surrounding night sky. It seemed to have lights on two edges, nine in total, with one at the tip of the triangle and four on each edge. The lights weren't bright, but definitely noticeable. I'm not really sure how to describe it other than it wasn't similar to anything I've ever seen before. The object was large, looming, and moving very slowly in a straight line. It was visible for maybe two minutes before it faded away. It seemed eerily silent in the time it was visible, and the object didn't emit any noise itself. I was transfixed on it, but more curious than anything else. I still have no idea what I actually saw other than being able to say it was truly an unidentified flying object. Definitely not a plane, not drones, and not satellites. I can't say that I'm a big believer in aliens other than being open to the possibility that we know so little about what's out there and that it's likely Mm. aliens exist somewhere in the universe. Anyways, I was actually pretty excited that after years of looking up at the night sky, I finally witnessed something totally unexplainable. It was Uh. one of those moments where I can now truly say, holy shit, I've actually seen a UFO. (gasps)
0: Uh.
1: That's my dream to be able to say that and like... I am wanted slight- too bad. Amy. Mm, I know. You
0: want it
1: too bad. I know. I just got to like stop wanting it. Uh, yeah. I'm slightly jealous of this person, but also not. And I'm so happy for you because fuck, yes, you finally saw a UFO. Fuck yeah. My husband was able to see the same object. So at least I know <gasps> it wasn't just some optical illusion oh, or trick my mind was playing. Yes. I attempted to do some quick research following the incident. And the closest thing I found were reported sightings of black triangle UFOs. Uh-huh. I thought it was interesting and just wanted to share with you gals. Thanks for taking the time to read, L. L. thank you for taking the time to write Elle. our first fucking UFO story. Yes. Holy
0: shit. You <gasps> made Amy's life.
1: I'm like doing a little dance. I'm so fucking pumped right yes. now. That was so fucking you good. You have
0: no idea how pumped Amy ah! is right now.
1: I actually, <laughs> it's a really awkward, weird dance. So it just looks like I'm jerking off two dicks near me. <laughs> That's what's happening. It's that dance. Um, it's that dance. L, thank you so fucking much. I like can't even express that to you. Yeah, I'm like blown away. I'm like I'm like shell shocked. But also, this gives me hope because obviously, then I could still see one, Monique. Yeah, I have plenty, plenty of time left. Absolutely. Holy shit. Yes. that was amazing. Except here's the thing: it's too cold now, and I'm not going to go outside and look at the sky. <laughs> so I'm going to have to wait till summer again before I see another one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: thank you so much for that. Yes. thank you so much to everyone who submitted your stories. It's always our favorite episode every month and a half. We love them so much. You guys have the crazy shit happen to
1: you. And you're so brave. And you do all the things. Yeah. And you're like, let's investigate. Yeah.
0: What's this about? Let's look into this a little more. And even though uh, at at this recording, Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet, but uh, we just want to reiterate how fucking thankful we are for all of you. Yeah. And that, you know, especially... People who've been listening from the beginning. It's really wild to us that it's a year later and we're still here. We're so fucking thankful for you. Thank you so much. Amy, I'm so thankful for you. I'm that thankful I for you. you. Same. You know, for, for those of you who are super lovely to say that this, that hearing our, our episode is something that you look forward to, it's also something I very much look forward to recording every week. It's usually the highlight of my week to Same. be able to see your gorgeous face yes. and hang out with you and talk Murder and ghost scenario. Oh my God. I fucking love it.
1: <laughs> I like learn something new and interesting every week, and I just, uh Same. And you fucking crack me up. Your scream in the episode last week when I told you that he rolled into his conjugal visits in a wheelchair, I <laughs> literally like could not stop hysterically laughing. And I like literally rewound it probably five times and just like for my own sake after it was already edited and just like listened to it. It was so good. So funny. Oh.
0: Uh. <laughs> You crack me up too. You're so funny. You're so smart. You, Thanks stop so it. much for just being amazing and, and doing this. Girls, and, and agreeing to do this thing with me like a month into us meeting. Yeah. For Margs and Empanadas.
1: Yes. Thank you for like wanting to do this with me after a month of knowing me. And it's been yeah. such a fucking beautiful, wonderful journey. I think yeah. all of our fans are amazing. I like can't get over it Absolutely. every day. I like realize how truly lucky we are it's really special
0: absolutely uh so thankful for you so thankful for all of the listeners and i can't wait to see what the next year brings yes so guys if you don't already follow us on the gram please do follow us at another fucking horror podcast you can find me at pinup girl mo you
1: can find me at lobotomy and that's Lobot period amy
0: just like this, as you hear, every sixth episode we do is a true listener tales episode. And if you want your crazy fucking story included, please email us at another fucking horror podcast at gmail.com with a period instead of the U and fucking. Guys, we're so thankful for you. Keep it cute. Keep it creepy. Bye.
1: Bye.